welcome to episode number 54 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane, the Rotarian. And on today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. As you probably know, I have recently had my very first cookbook come out. It's called Cook Lively. Uh, It's available in stores everywhere, just like any good normal book is. And it's been a really exciting time for me. Uh, I've just been doing tons and tons of interviews, particularly on radio, talking about the recipes and what it's like to eat raw and all of those kinds of questions. But I found nobody was asking me about the creative process of creating a cookbook, which of course, because I just created one, I find that very interesting. And I thought some of you might as well, especially if you're a blogger or you're interested in writing. And I just really thought it would be fun for me to interview myself and ask some of the questions that I wished I was being asked, but I wasn't. Um, so I think this this episode will really be of interest to you if you enjoy writing if you're a blogger if you're interested in creativity which i certainly am i'm all of those things i guess and um yeah i just for me this kind of feels like the the pinnacle of wrapping up my cookbook promotion and i just really wanted to share some of the behind the scenes stuff with you so i really hope you enjoy it so stay tuned and i'll be back with you shortly Hello and welcome to the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian. Here we are today talking about something very special in my heart, my very first cookbook, which is called Cook Lively. And it's available in all kinds of stores like Chapters, Indigo, Barnes & Noble, and all of those places where fine books are sold. The book came out in May of 2017, and we're now in the autumn of 2017. It's been a number of months that my book is out, and it has done reasonably well in my expectations. It lived up to my expectations. And this episode, I am selfishly chatting with you. Yes, it's not even so much selfishly like plugging my cookbook. It's more selfishly wanting to talk about my book in a way that really works for me. I have done a lot of radio interviews lately, actually just over the past and like all summer with, um, you know, people interested in my, in my book. And they've, it's always been really interesting to hear what they've asked me and what they haven't asked me or what I wish the interviewers would ask me and they never do. So I thought, who better to interview Laura Jane the Rotarian than me, myself, and I just sitting here in a little room by myself interviewing myself about my own cookbook. But this is the beauty of podcasts. You can do whatever you want, and today that seems to suit my mood. So really this probably... It could either end up being like the longest episode of all time or quite short because I don't know how interviewing myself will go. But yeah, basically um, the book Cook Lively is out and it is, you know, a normal book um, that I did through a publisher. And I've been a food blogger since, gosh, what is it, 2007 or 2008? And it took me a long time to get it together to actually 
you know, get a book deal and then to actually produce the content required for the book. Um, so firstly, I'm going to ask myself, I have written down questions to ask myself. Congratulations, Lord Jane, you are an author. You did it. How does it feel? Why? Thank you so much for asking me such a delightful question. I am so proud of myself. This probably doesn't surprise you. I was a super geeky child. Um, my mom was kind of a hippie. We didn't have a TV. And I used to just read a lot of books and also listen to talk radio a lot. That was my entertainment when I was growing up. And I... So I always loved books. My safe place was like going to my little local library. I used to hang out there and I'm just a super nerd. And I've always loved books and especially actually mystery novels. And I even write about this uh, at the beginning of my cookbook. There's a little, you know, a couple of chapters where I talk about my story. And I just open up the book saying that I always dreamed of being a writer Um but, you know, I used to love like Nancy Drew and Christopher Pike and just and those Goosebumps books and any mystery. And I always thought that um, I would write, um, you know, I don't know, a mystery novel. And it's funny how life is, um, you know, I never, I you always hear me joke about how I am. Um, I'm weird because I'm a cookbook author and a foodie, but I'm really lazy and I don't actually like cooking. And that's been part of my secret is I love to hack recipes and make them much easier um, than they, you know, as easy as possible. And I, I think I really like the mystery aspect of even being like, okay, you know, how do you make something? To me, food is very mysterious and especially, you know, I love desserts. So I love the mystery of like, um, how do you, how can you make a healthy dessert still taste good? So to me there, I haven't lost that mystery factor. Um, and I, I think there's something there that to me, it really just doing what I do now is like a combination of all of my interests and all of my geekiness from my childhood. So I always dreamed of being an author. I, I didn't know it was going to end up being a cookbook that I wrote. Um, but I really, just am so happy that I've had the opportunity to do this and just that feeling that you've dreamed about or I have anyway you know walking into a an indigo and seeing one copy of your book on the shelf is really humbling and so exciting and for me I just really am so thankful that I had the opportunity to take the time to do this as a creative project as well something that is so different from writing a novel, which I thought that I would hopefully one day do. Um, but there's a huge visual component as well for a cookbook, obviously. Um, I really struggled with this because as you know, I'm a food blogger and I've been doing it for a long time. And at the beginning, my photos back then, you know, 2007, 2008, the standards were so low. People, you know, it would just be like a pile of slop and you'd take a terrible picture of it and nobody really cared. But now in 2017, the stakes and the standards are much higher for photography. Um, so when I was shopping myself around and trying to get um, a publisher and, a, you know, an agent and all of that, 
being a cookbook, um, my photography was definitely an issue. There was a big question mark as to um, was I going to hire a photographer? Should I hire a photographer? Um, in the end, just, I don't know, I had to do it myself. So I did do, I did everything um, you know, I wrote the book and there's over, up just under 100 photos in the book. Almost every recipe has a photo of it. And I did all the photography as well as the food styling. I kind of just took, I think it was about nine months and I just like barely saw any of my friends or family and I just immersed myself in this cookbook bubble. This is like the longest answer to my questions of congratulations. But, um... But yeah, so I did, I did all the photography myself and that was crazy. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, my dream was to write a novel. That would be so much easier because you don't have to deal with imagery. Um, and so as I was, I was, I was, uh, you know, working on the book and stressing out and the deadlines were coming and I was like not doing very well with hitting all my goals or my deadlines, I should say. I did hit them, but it was always a rush at the end. I was like, oh my gosh, someday I'll just be able to write a mystery novel and it'll only be text and it'll be so easy. Of course, don't get me wrong, I don't think that's easy, but um, I was kind of talking myself through that and, um, you know, really struggling with taking the photography. And I can talk a little bit about that um, a little later, but basically... I am so happy that I had the opportunity to do this and my book is in stores and thank you, thank you, thank you. That's my answer. Okay. Question number two. Laura Jane, what makes your book so special? How is it different from other raw books? Oh, another good question. All right. You know me, I've been developing raw vegan recipes for a long time. There are a lot of raw vegan cookbooks that are amazing, that are already out there. So many, um, so many amazing books by so many incredibly talented creators. So one thing that I really struggled with, and also my publisher would ask me this question like, dude, there's already so many raw books out there. What are you going to do? What, what do you have to say that's different? Firstly, I have to take this as a sidebar story. As some of you may know, and you may even have a copy of my self-published cookbook that I put out, mm, I don't know when, let's say 2013-ish. And so I, I spent a long time and I self-published a cookbook called Raw Food Favorites. And I had the opportunity to do a couple of book signings with that just in a small town at a health food store. And that really opened my eyes because, um, you know, people would be coming into this health food store. So people interested in health. And I would be sitting there with my little table and I'd be like, hi, I have this cookbook author and I'm sitting here by myself. Would you like to talk to me about my book? And we can talk about this cookbook that I've made. And they would look at it and be like, oh my gosh, raw food favorites. Oh, I could never eat raw food. It's so complicated. I could never do that. That's crazy. It's too extreme. 
it was really interesting because, you know, with my blog, I don't really tend to talk to a lot of people face to face. And this was an opportunity to really engage with, let's say, I don't know, we'll call them a potential customer, someone who's already interested in health coming into a health food store. And a lot of people had a really adverse reaction, not mean or anything, but just in terms of their own health and eating, they really thought raw food was too extreme. So I had a lot of opportunities to just talk to regular people and that experience of of promoting my raw food favorites cookbook really covered sorry rather um you know really colored the way that I was thinking about my book cook lively that I did a couple of years later because I didn't want people to have that kind of reaction because what I wanted for this book and what makes it different from other raw books is I really wanted anybody to be able to pick it up and think oh this looks like some it uses healthy ingredients the recipes look really delicious it is plant-based but it's um doable and i i wanted people who are just interested in incorporating more fruits and vegetables who isn't into their lives i wanted it to feel accessible So there was a few things that I did with this book, Cook Lively, to make it more accessible to normal people. Um, So one of the things I did was, as you know, as a raw vegan, um, you know, we typically tend to be, for example, if you're going to make a veggie burger, you're using a dehydrator and perhaps dehydrating your veggie burger patties for like five or seven hours. And making a raw vegan recipe that way using specialty equipment so I of course for my veggie burger recipes in my book I have those normal dehydrator um, instructions which a lot of you want to have but I also for every recipe in the book I tested it and um, gave oven directions so that people who don't own a dehydrator could flip open the book and think oh okay well I don't have a dehydrator but I can make this in the oven so that was one thing that I made sure to do and I tested them the recipes really heavily and I I have like really clear instructions for like if you're doing a dehydrator do this but if you're doing it in the oven do that and um, I'm really pleased with how that turned out and just how it makes the recipe is a lot more accessible for normal people. So you still really should have a food processor, absolutely, in order to be able to make the recipes in the book, but um, you don't have to have a dehydrator. But you can dehydrate if you prefer or if you choose that. So that was a thing that I did as well. Um, I also chose to include just a few additional we will call them cooked ingredients, Um, namely like cooked lentils was something that I chose to include in my cookbook as well. Um, I explain a little bit about it in the intro in the book, just kind of saying I was raw vegan, um, you know, for really extreme and um, didn't cheat or anything for like over five years. And that was amazing. And I loved it. But at a certain point, I 
kind of felt I was eating too many nuts and I wanted to have something that was hearty and really filling, um, but that I felt would actually be healthier. Um, nuts are super healthy for you, but the way I was eating in my, say, fifth year as a raw vegan was I felt for my body and my nutrition that I just didn't want to eat quite so many nuts and I wanted to swap out some of my nut dishes for something that was a little bit different, maybe higher in protein, still completely vegan, still super healthful. Um, so there's just a few additional ingredients in the book. Um, let's see what else. So yeah, cooked lentils. So I have like a lentil loaf in there and a few other things. Um, I mean, there's not really that many. I think a little bit I do use some gluten-free oats as well for some of the recipes. Um, but it's basically like raw with a couple of additions that are super healthy and just really expand the repertoire of the recipes that you can make. Um, particularly in the mains, like in the dinner section, um, I wanted to be able to include some additional recipes. And, and it was also a bit selfish as well for me in that I've been developing recipes raw vegan recipes since 2007 and I really wanted to be able to play and have a little bit of fun and do something a little bit different. It's not way different but it's just um, it really allowed me to feel like I was kind of starting almost from scratch again and being creative and it allowed me to really get jazzed up about the recipe development process because um, I wanted an additional challenge as well. So that is a little bit about how the book is different from other traditional raw vegan books. So it's just easier for normal people to make the recipes. Um, and just, I, this is not a question that I had written down here, but just in case you want to know, most of the recipes in the book are new recipes. So if you're a fan of my blog or you've been with me for a long time, most of the recipes are are uh, essentially completely new so some of them some of but it also does include some of my like favorite like you know my brownies or alfredo sauce and a few staple recipes as well um because it would I thought it would be weird if I had a cookbook and it didn't have some of my like really most popular recipes so it's a really nice balance of it does include a lot of my classics but the majority of the recipes are completely new um, so it is actually something that even if you've been with me for a long time you may want to pick it up and just enjoy trying some different recipes that you haven't seen before. Laura Jane, question number three for you. Can you tell us about your process of creating a cookbook? I know no one really cares about my process but I do. It was so fun and I feel like actually fun is not the world word. It was like really hard and I want to tell you about it. And also, I just feel like I learned so much. And if I ever have the opportunity to do a second book, I think I will do things quite differently. Um, I don't even know where to begin. And actually, what, because it was my first book, and you know, I've been blogging for a long time, but we all put that pressure on ourselves. It's a book. It's new. It's different from what I'm used to doing. And... Um, I was actually quite overwhelmed with the, the thought of doing a book. Um, initially what I ended up 
how I started doing it was I would just kind of do my normal blogging process. So I would just like create a recipe and write it down in a Word document and then photograph it. Um, so kind of just one at a time and then I would be like, okay, now I have recipe number one. It's done. The photo's taken. It's great. It's done. And I did that probably for like maybe 40 of the recipe. There's about 100 recipes in the book. So I did that for about 40 recipes. And then I started looking at the calendar and at the deadlines. And I was like, okay, I am so slow. How am I going to deal with this? And so um, what ended up happening was I had a deadline for the Word document. You know, like the book itself was first. And then a month later, the photography was due. And so as the time started to like go crazy and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. I had to speed up the recipe development process. Um, So what I ended up doing there was just like focusing on developing the recipes. And then I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to have to photograph them, these things later. And so what ended up happening and actually ended up working really well for me was just focusing on the recipes and then doing all the photography at once like not not in one day obviously but I sort of just just um you know doing it that way and I think another nice thing that happened with that as well is it just made the photography a lot uh quicker because I would set up Um, you know, a background and stuff. And then I would be able to maybe do a smoothie photo and then a salad photo and kind of just like just speed everything up. So I think if I if I get to do another book, I'll just develop all the recipes uh, and then do the photography later. I also might be smart and hire a photographer to help me. Um, That is a really difficult decision. And I think uh, it was for me anyway because I feel like I have I'm quite introverted and I don't do well with schedules so I thought oh my gosh how is this gonna work with some other human being in my space and I don't know the whole idea kind of overwhelmed me but I think next time if I develop all the recipes myself and then I'm just in this massive photography mode uh, and I mean, obviously, ideally, you would like hire a food stylist and hire a photographer um, and all work collaborative, collaboratively together. And maybe uh, I think that would probably work really well for me in future. But these are hard things that you don't really know until you, you get in there. And I do love to do things myself. I'm a little bit of a control freak. So it, I think it will be hard for me to, to let go of that. But you can't do everything yourself. Um, so that was just a little bit about the process of creating a cookbook. I don't know if this is interesting to you, but it is fun for me to talk about. So I'm just going to keep going. Oh my gosh. Question number four. What tools did you use for inspiration throughout the creative process? I love thinking about creativity for me I feel like I'm so lucky because my job, I get to create recipes and create pretty pictures and create ebooks and apps. And I feel like what I do is so creative and I feel so appreciative that I get to do that. 
um, I talked with Emily Von Yu. She has the blog This Rossum Vegan. Um, oh my gosh, I forget. You know, she's amazing. I, this Rossum Vegan Life, I believe. Um, in one, in an earlier podcast, not that many episodes ago, like maybe 10 episodes, so probably in the episode 40s or something. And we talk a lot about creativity as well, which if you're interested in that subject, you can check out that earlier podcast. Um, but yeah, so creativity just as a general topic is extremely interesting to me because I felt very creatively blocked and nervous and scared once I signed the contract for the cookbook. I was like, how am I going to do this? How how do I get started? And the typical, you know, I'm not good enough. This book is going to suck. I'm not going to get it done. And all of these fears came up and you know what if what if people hate it all these things that we worry about anybody worries about when they're doing any big project so there's this book called big magic by elizabeth gilbert the subtitle is creative living beyond fear it's an extremely easy to read book it's just so easy and very useful and inspirational Um, Because it just kind of talks about how, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves because of our art. And that's so silly. Like, it's just food photography. It's just a novel. It's It's just a song that you're writing. And, like, just don't feel that you need to struggle through it. Just try to find the joy and the lightness and the fun in your work. And, you know, you don't have to be, um a martyr for your art you know we have this this um kind of archetype of the artist or the creator who's like oh my gosh my work is so hard and I struggle and you don't know how hard my struggle is and this book really talks about um how you can struggle but that's kind of a choice and it's really like so much more pleasurable if you can choose just to love your work and love your art and not feel that struggle. So um, this book by Elizabeth Gilbert, she's super famous. And this book, you'd be able to find it anywhere. Big Magic, it's called. I think it just came out right around the time that I was starting to work on my cookbook. And it was perfect timing for me. And I really found it super helpful. Um, And the practical application of what I found helpful was exactly that. Just trying to have fun and so I would you know if I'd be developing recipes I'd be listening to really upbeat music and just trying to find the joy in it as opposed to kind of stressing out or being in that anxious mode which my personality type I go there very easily Um, but I really was able to just relax and have fun and also just create the cookbook that I wanted to create And not worry so much if people liked it. I mean, I want you to like it. I want you to love me. But the idea is you cannot, when you're creating something, you need to create it for yourself or for your audience. But you just, like, you need to create what you want to create. And you cannot worry about what people will think. Um, And also at the beginning of my process as well, um, I kind of decided that I just wasn't going to read any of the reviews that people would write about the book because I felt like if I can just get this behemoth 
book done. And that will be such a success if I can like meet the deadline and just do it. And hopefully people will love it. And if some people hate it, that is okay. And that doesn't mean that I'm a horrible person. So I had to like think a lot of this stuff through, but I feel like this might be interesting to you. And even if you're not thinking about a cookbook, I think we're all um, hopefully doing something creative. And I think to just uh, distinguish between the thing you're creating, it's your job to create it. And that you don't have to worry about what people will think about it um, ever. Or you can choose to just think about that at the end and just focus on what you're creating right now. So that book was super inspirational to me. Um, and I know that's not really, it's not food related at all, but it just really helped me get through a lot of my creative blocks. And she also, uh, there's a podcast that goes along with that um, book, Big Magic. I forget. So I think the podcast is called Magic Lessons and it has a lot of really good uh, episodes as well. Again, nothing to do with food, just about creativity. Um, and then photography wise, I did try to get some inspiration from a lot of different sources, a few books that I had. Um, I can't even remember them right now, but I just was like looking at lots of pretty pictures and trying to make my own pretty pictures look somewhat like the famous people. Question number five, what was the hardest part of creating a cookbook? I think I've really talked about it. For me, it was like um, fear and the photography. I should have hired a photographer. <laughs> um, but so uh, the follow-up question, which I didn't write down, but I feel like I should ask, was what was the best part of creating a cookbook? Um, I've, this was very different from blogging in that it... A cookbook is a collection, a cohesive collection of photos, of recipes. So that aspect was something I'd never really had to do because, you know, a blog, it just grows over time and you can have a million squash recipes and, you know, like it's not a cohesive package. And although you wouldn't know it to look at me, but I do enjoy fashion and I think about fashion in terms of art. And so I was thinking when I was creating this cookbook, it's like kind of like a fashion show. You have different looks and they should all be kind of um, look like they're from the same fashion collection. I don't know that I succeeded in that, but it was something that I was thinking about. Um, so I think that was just really fun and new to think about it as a whole and like for example, the dessert section, it's like, well, we have to have some chocolate in there and we have to have some cheesecakes and some cookies and bars. So it was a new thing for me. And I think bloggers, if you're if you're listening to this, that's just something that was really different um, compared to just blogging where you're kind of just creating one off things and they exist together in a in a group on your blog but this to me felt quite different and I enjoyed that part of it um it was I do like a challenge so that was an additional layer of um challenge of what made of what made a book different from a blog number six cook lively is out meaning 
it's, you know, you did it. What do you hope to have happen now? That is a weird question. What does that even mean? I know what it means, but grammatically it's odd. Okay. I found that it was so exciting to have the book. I was working on the book. Um, then I was promoting the book. And I feel like a lot of that is just starting to wind down. And all of that took a number of years. <laughs> I don't know if I'm slow or what. But it was, I felt like I was really focused on the book for a long time. And I'm kind of looking forward to just sort of centering in a little bit coming back to what I used to do um, because you know when you're making a cookbook you're creating content for the book and you're not allowed to put it on your blog and all kinds of things like that so um, I love doing it and I want to do another book if you're, publishers if you're listening yes please give me another offer um, but I am just really looking forward to just getting back to like my normal routines and creating content for you, you know, my video tutorials and podcasts like this one and interviewing some other guests on future podcast episodes and I'm just getting back into my groove and also, uh, you know, creating other creative products, we could call them, you know, I have my apps and now I have this book and my website and the members only area called the Rotarian's Kitchen. So as you know I just I love projects and I love creating resources for you that um, you know help make raw vegan eating easier for you. So I'm just looking forward to the next thing and I'm super proud that this book is out and um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to coming back to you and kind of getting back to my roots of being a blogger and um, creating good resources for you. So I'm kind of right now in the planning stages of thinking about what is really important for me to get done again on my blog and what you guys want from me and what I can do to help you. So if you have any thoughts about um, some of your struggles with healthy eating or what you would find really useful or interesting um I would love to hear from you I try to answer um email not always super timely but I do try to get to it so lj at the rawtarian.com of course I'm Laura Jane the rawtarian and um thank you for allowing me to just babble about my book I hope you found that so somewhat interesting I know that this episode episode 54 of the raw food podcast is um probably not super helpful if you're just trying to make a change in your life but probably interesting to a select few of you who are interested in writing or blogging or the process and, and how all of that worked as well well I think I'll just end it there I've interviewed myself to some degree and Thank you so much for being here with me. I know I haven't been developing as many free resources as I have been in the past, but now I feel like my book is out and I'm super happy about it and um, looking forward to just getting back to what I normally do with you, more of these podcasts and all kinds of good stuff like that. Thank you so much for joining me here on another episode of the Raw Food Podcast um, and I will talk to you soon. You have 
been listening to The Raw Food Podcast with your host, Laura Jane, The Rotarian. Visit me at therawtarian.com to browse over 100 of my absolute favorite, simple, satisfying raw vegan recipes for free. While you're there, be sure to sign up for a free account so you can favorite recipes and access other special features. Also, consider joining the paid section called The Rotarian's Kitchen, where you can watch over 70 video tutorials with me, download all of my ebooks, take online courses and cleanses, get printable PDFs, and much more. Visit therotarian.com slash get TRK for details on what's included. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Raw Food Podcast, and I hope to hear from you soon. So until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.